Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sync a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go. G'day everyone, Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. I'm so sorry, it's been a couple of weeks. I did miss an episode last week. Uh, Lots been happening since I uh, shared my last podcast episode with you. Um, And I'm actually going through the motions of of kind of figuring out what's going to happen next with this podcast. So uh, before I jump into today's episode, which is awesome, it's all about why even a little bit of meditation every day can really dramatically affect you. We're going to talk about the science. We're going to talk about how this affects your brain. It's awesome, awesome stuff with Dr. Najez. Uh, But just before I get onto that, I wanted to share a little bit about where I'm at with the show and what I'm thinking. So yesterday, some of you might've seen, I posted something on LinkedIn, basically asking for your opinions and thoughts on whether or not I should rebrand the show. Essentially, where I want to take this show this year is around encouraging purpose-driven entrepreneurship, purpose-driven leadership, and purpose-driven careers as well, right? So not everything has to be about finding our purpose through running our own business. It might be in a side hustle. It might be through volunteering. It might be through building our brand within our company. And so I'm just sort of trying to work out whether or not I keep the show branded as Grow Your Brand, which it still is about because all of this is about making sure that you can tell the stories you need to tell to get people on board, to motivate the masses, to inspire others to change. Or whether I move to a different name, um, which I was considering, which is Purpose Driven. Uh, So I really like your thoughts. Send me a message, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, or you can tweet with me at LaurenCress89. Let me know what you think. Um, Do you think we should keep the show name the same or do you think we should change it? I'm really, really interested in your thoughts. Now, I'm going to do uh, the acknowledgement of country and I'm going to welcome Dr. Najez in the live stream, uh, well, pre-recorded live stream of today's show. So I won't get into that now because I have realized listening back on the show, I do have long intros. But one thing I do need to uh, apologize to you for, I'm doing a lot of apologizing today, is that um, I've had some sound issues. So I've been having microphone issues and with moving and stuff. So at the moment, I'm speaking into headphones instead of into my nice proper microphone recorder. Uh, and in the live stream, I had to completely disconnect my microphone because it just like wasn't working and we were running late and it was a bit chaotic. I managed to fix it um, for some of the other episodes that will be coming out in the next few weeks. But for today's one, you'll just need to bear with me on that. Uh, having said that, I think it's an awesome episode. It will take us a couple of minutes to get into um, but Dr. Najez has a great story and I just love that we're, we're talking about meditation from the perspective of neuroscience as well. Um, so yeah, enjoy. That's pretty much it from me for today. I will have some exciting news about what I'm doing job-wise for myself uh, very soon. I'm not going to announce it just yet, um, 
but yeah, keep an eye out for that. I'm really, really excited to share what I'm going to be working on this year. And I am actually keeping my business as well. So I'm just so excited to share where I got to on my journey with that, because I think there's people that are listening to this show who uh, would really get what my story has been with this. And and I want to be really as open as I can with you. So just got to check a few things off with um, the people I'm collaborating with at the moment. Um, but I'm really, really excited to keep you guys updated on that. Uh, things are going really, really well. And I really appreciate everyone's support over the last few weeks. Uh, just be patient with me as I figure out a little bit more about the show and how I'm going to brand it. And I've got to get the newsletters going again. Um, but please know that you guys are really, really important to me. And if there's ever any delay, it's not because I don't care. It's because I sometimes get a bit worked out about making sure I'm really delivering uh, a good show. <laughs> so <laughs> without further ado, let's get on to uh, the main part of the episode. There might be a little ad break here and I'll be back in a tick. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. G'day everyone, Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. I'm so sorry we're running late for this live stream. You'll notice that I don't have my microphone because it was causing all sorts of havoc, but we've dealt with that and I'm so excited about today's guest. I think this is going to be an awesome discussion. We're speaking with Dr. Najez. Now, Dr. Najez is a PhD research scientist a certified meditation and mindfulness coach and the creator of the GROW program, which we'll find out a little bit more about in a minute. Her mission is to empower every person with science-based wisdom and tools to live their best life. Now, as you guys know, I'm trying to get into the habit. I think this is actually really important for live streams now, especially because we're not doing a lot of events, but I'd like to just start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders today. All right, so join me in welcoming Dr. Najez. Dr. Najez, oh, whoops. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you and I'm so thankful that you were so patient with me today as we dealt with all those sound issues. So to start with, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Yes, sure. So as you mentioned, I'm a certified meditation and mind mindfulness teacher. I'm also a life coach. I help individuals and companies grow their happiness, grow their productivity, and remove the stress. My background is actually science. I studied physics and received a PhD in material science, and I worked as a research scientist for universities and uh, research institutes for uh, almost two decades. But what's interesting is that about 10 years ago, the direction of my life completely changed. At that time, I was living in Singapore, 
which is a great country, it's a beautiful country, and I love Singapore. And I was so excited that I had found a job in a prestigious research institute in Singapore. And uh, I was very grateful for this opportunity to live in Singapore and to work in that research institute. But unfortunately, I was facing a lot of stress at work. And at that time, I didn't have uh, any skill how to manage my stress. So stress started affecting all areas of my life. Yeah. Uh, I developed anxiety. I couldn't think clearly. I wasn't productive anymore. I couldn't focus. I, I couldn't sleep well. And it affected my physical health as well. I had low energy all the time. I was fatigued all the time and so many other issues. Um, but I, I didn't know that all these symptoms are caused by stress. And I started seeing doctors and I was expecting a magic pill that would take away all my problems. But one doctor um, opened my eyes to the fact that uh, my problems are caused by stress and they will not go away unless I find a way how to manage my stress, how to be able to relax. So it was then that I realized that the cause of the problem is the real cause is stress. So I went on a search to find a real solution and I found meditation. And I was surprised to learn that meditation is actually a science, it's the science of the mind. Um, and meditation opened my eyes to a new world. And I was even more surprised that, that um, the meditation class that I had, and I was very blessed to learn meditation from a very good teacher. And that meditation class, I found the answer to many of my questions about life that I had ever since my childhood. So I became very interested in meditation and I started practicing all the wisdom and all the techniques that I learned in the class. And it helped me tremendously. My stress was gone and soon I was happier. I was more productive. I was more positive. Uh, my health started getting better. And all this uh, inspired me to want to share this wisdom and these tools with others so others can benefit too. Actually, it, it, there was one day that I was sitting in the same uh, workplace in the, the same environment and I noticed that I'm not really stressed out anymore. So I realized that the external things in my life had not changed, but by training my mind using meditation and wisdom techniques, um, I changed my insight. And just by that, uh, I'm not stressed out anymore, and I uh, solved many of my problems. Mm. So that was very inspiring to me, and I wanted to share this with others so others can benefit too. So I continued growing myself in the field of meditation and ancient wisdom and the science of the mind. And uh, eventually, I became a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher. And the direction of my life changed completely. So I started teaching meditation to other people and I started writing articles about it. And over the years, I combined my two strengths, which is modern science and ancient wisdom. And now I bridge the gap between ancient wisdom and modern science. I love that. I love it. Just before you continue, I just want to give a couple of um, shout outs, Dr. Najaz, because we have a couple of people watching this live as well. So 
Hallie Avolia said, hi, Lauren. Hi, Hallie. And someone else, I'm sorry, it just says LinkedIn user, said, hi, Lauren. Hi, Dr. Najaz as well. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And as you're watching, by the way, just feel free to ask questions, go along. We can't see you unless you comment. So let us know that you're watching. But just before you continue, what I'm really interested in chatting about today in, in relation to what you were just explaining then was that the a lot of the time when I hear people talk about mindfulness and meditation, they don't have that science background, right? They don't have that kind of, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm so curious about how you brought these two worlds together. I think that's super, super exciting. And it's probably what you were going to say next. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about how these two worlds come together and, and maybe a bit more about, from a scientific perspective, why meditation is so important for us? Yes. Um, actually, what's very interesting is that meditation is a very simple technique. There are so many techniques of meditation, but it is simple. It's just about training our mind to learn to be focused. And just by this simple practices of meditation, we can actually change our brain. We can reshape our brain to create a brain that helps us use our higher human potential. When we meditate, the part of our brain that is responsible for higher level thinking, the part that is responsible for creativity, decision-making, memory, attention, this part of the brain becomes activated. Actually, new cells start to grow in this part of the brain. And at the same time, when we meditate, the other part of the brain that is responsible for stress, that is responsible for fight or flight response, this part of the brain shrinks. It becomes smaller in size. So by doing simple practices of meditation, we can actually reshape our brain. So the blood, we pull away blood from the part of the brain that is responsible for stress, and we bring more blood to the part of the brain that makes us more creative and makes us more productive and all the higher uh, human potential, human uh, cognitive function. So this is very interesting about meditation, and this is all backed up by science. Uh, I remember when I was young, we were taught that our brain, uh, after we grow up, our brain cannot change. But actually, that's not true. In the past few decades, scientists are showing that our brain actually can change, both in size, in uh, structure, and in function. It can change in response to our environment, to our experiences, and by training. And meditation is, the, is one of the trainings that actually changes our brain. So just by simple techniques, we can change our brain and we can make ourselves more productive and calmer. And this part of the brain produces chemicals, produces hormones that makes us happier, makes us health, healthier. Uh, our immune system will, uh, will improve and so many other benefits. So there are a lot of science about meditation in the past few decades, and it is really exciting. <laughs> It is super, super exciting. Like I was just thinking about, as you said, that um, one of my favorite books is Norman Doidge's book, How the Brain Changes Itself. And this idea of neuroplasticity and neurogenesis, which, you know, you just mentioned before, like this idea that actually new cells in the brain can be generated. So, you know, like I think it's also interesting from that perspective of in one sense we've known this for a long time right like this is the ancient kind of wisdom part like people were doing 
this. And now it's like science is almost like catching up and kind of going like, actually, yeah, <laughs> is this kind of works? So when you first started, you said 10 years ago in Singapore when you were really stressed, you know, this was when you kind of started um, looking into this. Did you at that time look at the science or were you kind of drawn to it for another reason? Actually, at first, uh, I was so desperate to find a way to uh, remove my stress. And whatever that my teacher told me, it actually made sense. It was very logical. So I uh, practiced and I noticed that from the very first time that I practiced, I actually experienced that it is uh, helping me calm down. So I trusted that this is the thing that will help me. And I practiced and I saw amazing results. And when I saw the results, and it was very interesting for me that such a simple practice can give you such uh, beneficial results. So that made me more curious. And I went to learn more the science behind it. And uh, I expanded my knowledge in that area as well. But uh, at first, it started from experience. Mm, yeah interesting because I think that's like so, for so many of us it I think that often is the first step like it seems to be like when we start experiencing things then it's like oh yeah I've kind of proven this to myself when yeah. the, when we hear the logical part we're kind of like oh okay but when we feel it it's like oh no this is this is working <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me a little bit more about like because one of the things that, you know, for us um, and the people listening and watching this are largely in the business space, largely highly stressed, um, you know, kind of we have, a, sadly, you know, as you know, a lot of us are at risk of things like burnout, at risk of kind of having breakdowns um, and we kind of can run us, I think especially with high achievers, we can kind of run ourselves into the ground a little bit. So what would you say to someone who's like at that point where they're kind of at the brink of burnout, they're feeling stressed, they're feeling like, I don't know if I can continue this. What would be like the best first next step for them? I think the first step is always to have clarity. When we have clarity about what we really want in life, then what we do has more meaning to us. Mm. And even if there's something that um, we think is difficult, if you have clarity that this is the thing that we want, then it doesn't feel very difficult for us. And our, uh, we will become more productive when we like what we do, when we like doing the thing that we like to do. Mm that we enjoy. So the first step I think is clarity. And the next thing I think is to trust that we have tremendous potential. Even if we are in the verge of burnout, we can reverse the process just by shifting our mindset and just by letting our mind calm down with simple techniques. Even we can start with a few seconds of doing a meditation technique. For example, just paying attention to our breathing. Uh, this is a very basic technique. With simple techniques, we can, uh, we can change how our brain functions. And that helps us get back to our relaxed state. So there is always, um, there is always um, opportunity 
to take ourselves to the state of calm and to take ourselves to the state that we are more productive and our uh, the things that we do in life has more meaning to us. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. I'm also thinking about, you know, for a lot of people, myself included, when we hear meditation, it can like conjure up a whole heap of different ideas, right? It could be like, oh, I've got to sit on the floor all day and like, you know, be quiet and not talk for 10 hours or, you know, like I, I need to go to a retreat somewhere so I can meditate and, or, you know, I do it before I go to bed or, you know, there's lots of different versions of what meditation looks like. Um, can you explain that a little bit more to us? Like what, what does effective meditation look like and what do some of those techniques look like? Actually, meditation is like an exercise. It is an exercise for our brain, just like physical exercise. We do physical exercise to be stronger and healthier. We can do meditation to, which is mental exercise, exercise for our brain to make our brain healthier and stronger and also happier. But meditation is not about sitting all day cross-legged on the floor. <laughs> Even when you are sitting on the chair or, or uh, on the couch or when you lie down. Meditation, the important thing about meditation is focus, is to pay attention. And um, you can meditate even for 10 seconds. It doesn't have to be long. The important thing is that you train your mind to learn to be focused. And you do it uh, consistently and persistently. So, for example, you do two seconds, three seconds, one minute of paying attention to one object. It can be your breathing or it can be something else. And you do it a few times during the day. The more you do it, the more effective it will be. Because the more you do it, the more you um, activate the part of your brain that I was talking about. And gradually, you help this part of the brain to grow. And gradually, you help the other part of the brain that is responsible for uh, stress, that is actually uh, for survival. That part of the brain shrinks. So what is important is to train your mind to learn to be focused and do it consistently and persistently. Mm. And for any busy lives, uh, you can add meditation to your routine. You can uh, add meditation uh, of two-second meditations frequently during the year, actually, during the day. Actually, uh, some of the techniques that um, are my uh, proprietary techniques, I the, the teach this. Uh, that you can use every opportunity that you find during the day to just pay attention to your breath for one breath. And imagine if you do it 10 times, 100 times a day, how many times you're activating the part of the brain that is good for you. So what is important is persistence. I love that. I love the analogy that you made there with like, just like exercise, like physical exercise. Like it's something that we practice because when we think about physical exercise it's like we're not expecting to be like I haven't been running at all I'm going to go run a marathon today <laughs> like I'm not going to be able to do that <laughs> but is the idea to get to a point where you are having these longer periods of time or is it more that the benefits happen regardless of whether you can do that like a half an hour or an hour or a day of meditation 
Um, in my opinion, the goal is not to have that uh, long-term meditation. The goal for me is always this training that yeah. whenever you, have, you find time, just train your mind one second or one minute or 10 minutes. And uh, when you yourself see the benefits, actually meditation is addictive. When you see the benefits, then you yourself may like to do it more. So maybe you start from two seconds, but you like it so much that after one month, maybe you end up doing one minute and then doing 10 minutes. Yeah. But it's not necessary to have this long-term goal that to, I should be able to sit for long for meditation. Yeah, interesting. And so, because I was thinking about, I went through a period of my life where I was so like, I was really diligent with doing like at least 10 minutes of meditation a day, right? So I do like before, usually before I went to sleep, I'd, I'd like do like 10 minutes, like kind of body scan meditation. Right. And then I stopped. And I remember at the time being like, I would look forward to it in my day. Like I'm going to have that. It's okay because I'm going to have that 10 minutes. If I have that 10 minutes in my day, I'm, I'm good. Right. I'm happy kind of thing. And then I fell out of that routine and I got to a point where like even now what I find, and I'm saying this because I wonder if other people listening might feel like this, is it's like I actually feel myself now doing the opposite thing of going like, because my, my uh, I have an Apple Watch. My Apple Watch goes like, breathe for one minute. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to breathe for one minute. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I wonder if like I've, not only did I fall out of the habit, but for some reason I I get this like internal resistance to doing that. So I'm wondering like, is that common? And is that, you know, like, is it a common barrier for people? I try to understand because you're training the mind. I think what's happening is that the mind is trying to resist. <laughs> it doesn't like to be. Oh, brain. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to train so uh, I myself was uh, uh, making the effort to train my mind for, for many years, right? And uh, so that's why that uh, I created these uh, techniques that they are very simple and they are very short so that the mind has no excuse. Okay, for two seconds I do this practice. The mind cannot object that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's natural. I myself had sometimes this resistance at the beginning that uh, I just didn't want to go to the discipline and just sitting and meditate. But what I have done is that uh, from the very beginning, I started from very uh, small meditations. So then I didn't have any excuse. <laughs> and like that, you trick the brain. Gradually, you train it without it. Uh... <laughs> I love that. I think that's it makes it so much more accessible. And for people who are busy who are running businesses who are trying to get other things done in their day it's like yeah guys we don't really have an excuse two seconds like you can kind of do that <laughs> I, love I love it now you have at the moment I saw you've got a ebook that you're um that you've created to help reduce stress can you tell us a little bit about that as well Yes, I've uh, recently prepared an ebook uh, that I share five secrets to stress-free living, and uh, it is available uh, uh, for download for free for a limited time. So in this ebook, I explain briefly about uh, how is the stress happening and simple techniques uh, that we can use to reduce the stress, and they are extremely simple. So. Yeah. 
Again, there is no excuse not to, not to do that. And the good thing about these simple techniques is that it's very simple. So there is low, a lower barrier to do that. So easily we can do them. And then we see the benefits. When we see the benefit, when we see how beneficial it is, it helps us feel good. And then naturally we want to do more of them. Yep. Yep. Love it. Well, I'll make sure I put a link to that as well. And the final thing I want to chat about is just because I noticed that you're helping people individual, like individuals, but you're also helping in the business space, right? So what I'm curious about is like the, when you, when you, you're doing something collective where you're helping like a business and employees with this, what are, I mean, we can kind of probably connect the dots and be like, well, okay, it increases productivity, but are there other benefits to doing that as a corporation that you're, that you're seeing? Yes, absolutely. First of all, it makes us more productive, so it's good for the organization. But at the same time, meditation um, makes us become happier and healthier. And all these, and also when we meditate in the workplace as well, um, research has shown that um, we become kinder to our colleagues and we become more empathetic. So all these uh, makes the workforce, makes the employees, make the people, which are part of the society, healthier, happier, more productive, kinder to each other, which is a very good thing. And all these... Uh, it benefits the organization as well because you're more uh, productive for the organization. And so it's a win-win. Win-wins are good. We like win-wins in business. <laughs> with, like, um, with like relationships with others, because that's a really interesting thing. You know, you mentioned empathy and you mentioned like being kinder to others. What What is it? Is Because it, I'm curious about like you know, if meditation is about, you know, learning to focus on something, is it that we're focusing on other people more? Like, what is the, what is the link there? It's very interesting. Um, you see the part of the brain that I mentioned, this is a part that's developed recently in the evolution. Yeah. And this part contains all the things that are specific to human or human or, or, or significantly higher in human. So kindness, empathy, and uh, focus, all these things are uh, in this part of the brain. So when you activate this part of the brain, when you make this part of the brain uh, bigger in size, then you enhance all these capabilities. So you use focus to enhance the activity of this part of the brain to make this part of the brain bigger. And then you see all these benefits that this uh, part of the brain will give you. Different chemicals will be produced in your body when you are in this mode, in this focused mode, that this part of the brain is active. And you have less a survival-based hormones. So actually your view of life will expand. You see people as more as friend uh, rather than uh, as 
probably enemy if we want to make this category that if you're in my tribe, you're my friend. If you're out of my tribe, you're my enemy. This is the ancient, uh, ancient brain that uh, wants to have a tribe, wants to uh, work on survival to make sure that it is safe. So categorizes people as my tribe, a friend and <laughs> other tribe, maybe enemy. So we take our brain out of this survival based living. And we expand our uh, specific human potential. So all these um, properties of human, all these um, specifics of human, these things will expand, will become more active in us. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Actually, that's like because you know where my mind when you said that, where my mind went was sort of like. You know, like when I think of things like, I mean, it's almost like that transhumanism kind of thing or like where will humans evolve to next, right? You know, like what what's the next stage? Like where, where are we? Or people talk about like superhumans, you know, like where, where do we go to next? And this idea of being more enlightened. So like we've got to finish up in a minute, but I guess the question that, that leads me to is sort of like for you and the work that you're doing, where like what do you think the potential is for this? Like if everyone did more of this, if everyone had this part of their brain that they were, they were growing, what do, where do you think our, our planet can kind of go? I think that, um, actually, I think that we are going there because there is more awareness about these practices. And actually, uh, there, there are more um, awareness about wanting to uh, consciously grow ourselves. Mm. And I think many of the problems that uh, people have, whether uh, in themselves or with each other, is uh, because we are living on, based on survival. So if we live based on our higher human potential, then naturally the world will be like, we will all be friends and there will be no boundaries and no, uh, no being enemies to each other. And it will, I feel that it, everything will be more collaborative rather than competitive. Mm. And I feel that it will be a much beautiful world. The world is beautiful, but it will be much beautiful because there would be less problems created by human beings. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think it's actually really, really exciting to have seen. I mean, even reflecting on like this year, which was a tough year, right? Yes. But one, like, I keep kind of talking about silver linings on the show because we all know about the bad stuff you know, we all hear about the bad stuff. But one thing that I really observed was actually people coming together and helping each other out quite a lot. I saw that in the business community. I saw it outside of the business community. Um, and this idea that we're kind of uh, more focused on growth now and, like you said, more aware of this ability for us to grow, which reminds me, the other thing I didn't ask you about is your growth program. <laughs> <laughs> which I should ask you about before we finish. So can you tell us, and we'll wrap up after that, but can you tell us a little bit more about, about that before we finish? So Grow Program is a coaching program that I created. It's um, a process that I take my clients in this process to help them find clarity and optimize their results to grow their happiness, grow their inner peace and remove the stress. Grow actually is an acronym. G stands for get clarity, because wherever we're going to go, first we need to have clarity about that. 
And then R stands for respond, because we should be able to respond to our situations in life to be able to get where we want to go. If we are reactive, react, being reactive to the situations is a survival-based uh, action that I was just talking about. So if you are able to respond to situations consciously based on what we want, then we are more probable to get what we want and to improve our results. And the O in GROW uh, stands for optimize, where I uh, guide uh, my clients how to optimize their results. And the W stands for wisdom because wisdom uh, is the most basic thing because wisdom is about correcting our mindset to create a mindset that um, empowers us to grow more. And um, our mind is the basis uh, of all our life experience. It's the basis tool that we have. Everything starts from our mind. If we can correct our mindset to have a mindset of growth, to have a positive mindset, to have a, a mindset that empowers us to use our higher human potential, then growing and achieving what we want is much easier. Love it. Love it. So if people want to find out more about you, more about your program and how they can work with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and, and get in touch? I think the best way is to visit my website, com. It's D-R-N-A-R-J-E-S. In my website, website, they can find the link to my social media as well and the link to the ebook that you uh, mentioned as well. Uh, and they can contact me and they can find out more information about the things that I do. Awesome. Dr. Najes, thank you so much for the chat today. Really appreciate it. And so excited we got to talk about this on a show where we usually talk about very different things. So thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. I've been so happy to be speaking with you. All right, everyone. So that's it from me for today. Reach out to Dr. Najez if you want to have a chat with her. Such an awesome human being doing some really cool stuff. You'll be able to find out more about accessing uh, her ebook in the show notes and how to connect with her. So check that out as well. And until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors.